This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend-setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah? It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger! All right, so where do I begin here? Let's just be transparent. I have very little voice left. I am on no sleep, maybe five broken, shattered, destroyed hours. And this episode might sound like a brag or a flex, which is not what I'm trying to do. So we're going to put that all out here. Um, I was supposed to record this episode uh, Monday, Monday night. That's what I've been doing of late. Apologies to everyone who got accustomed to this coming out on Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern. I was going to come home from my show, which became shows. And I ended up at a thing. And then I got home at 6.30 in the morning. What is the thing? I was fortunate enough to go to Dave Chappelle's Comedian's Ball. Now, I know that probably sounds like I'm a dick face. And I don't mean that to y'all. Um, there's lots of people there, and it's wonderful. And a lot of people there, and a lot of comedians there from different levels and aspects of comedy. And that was kind of refreshing, too. I saw old, grizzled veterans. I saw some younger comics who are on the come up. I saw people who had been working the cellar for years. I'd seen people who had been working the cellar for weeks. I see people who are trying to get in the cellar in the upcoming weeks. I've seen all kinds of people. And comics were letting their hair down. It was wonderful. It was a venue in Chelsea. It was with a wonderful DJ and Dave Chappelle was on stage having fun with the microphone, with music. Brought up some amazing guests who were like, no other way to describe that exotic. They were like exotic Circus Olay like, like acts, naked women under balloons. They pop the balloons, they're naked. People pulling goddamn clothes out of their hoo ha after they started naked. I mean, as I'm saying this, you, I should probably tell you, you had to be there to really get it. It was fucking wild. People were having a good time, and it was a wonderful way. People could barely hear each other, so there wasn't too much horse shit talk. It was letting your hair down, and it was wonderful. This was an event for comedians. This was like appreciation to comedians. The bar was open, and people were getting fucking drinks. And I wasn't going to, and I ended up having nine goddamn vodka sodas and a shot of tequila. And it was pretty amazing because people couldn't talk shop. Some people, I think, were. I mean, it, this was for comics. But it was nice to know that we weren't really, hey, so who's booking then? You think of that? There was a little bit of it. I can't lie to you. But for the most part, people were celebrating on a fucking Monday night. Being out and not worrying about shit. How, whatever happened hours before you got there. Forget about it. You got there. And a lot of people had some good nights. There were some people 
who were knocking on the door of some beautiful things, and you could tell they were excited that night. And it was exciting to see them excited. This was a magical night. This felt like going on the road and almost famous. Kate Hudson should have showed up and been like, it's all happening. And why am I telling you this? Because there was a wonderful crescendo at the end where Dave comes on and the lights are up. And he asks, where are my comedians at? I don't know the full quote. But he gave a rallying cry. And he talked about the admiration he had for us. He doesn't know me from Adam. I saw him walk out at the Fat Black where he did a, a, a long set. I was waiting on my veggie skewers. We have a lot of mutual friends. I've never met him. Probably didn't know 90% of the people in that audience, the comedians who were left at the end of the night. But he gave a heartfelt speech to us. How the times have changed, and this is basically, we're needed now. And to keep fighting the fight. And that we should all keep speaking our truth. And then if he sees us and he sees you speaking the truth and he says something to you, he's got your back forever. And if he doesn't say something to you, keep fucking fighting. Find your truth. And he dropped the mic and that was the end of the fucking party, everybody. Within seconds, you were hearing these words. You got to go home. Get out of here. And the staff was ready to go. I wish I knew the direct quote. I don't think anyone ever will hear it. Our phones were locked in bags in our pockets that resembled, if you're as old as me, the bags that everyone's aunt would put their cigarettes in the 80s. You just couldn't have a pack of cigarettes. You had to be classy. You put it in a goddamn bag that had a little hook over it. That last quote, though, the last thing he was saying, could have gone scary. You could feel every comedian's heart bounce. Like, oh my God, if you see me and don't say nothing, does that mean I suck? Just keep fighting. Just because I don't holler at you doesn't mean you're not doing your thing. Don't hold it against me or yourself if I don't. That's how I interpret it. You could see people welting up and inspire me. And I wasn't going to go. I needed to record this for you guys. I am in the midst of trying to pack this filth barn up and move. But I was part of something special. Forget seeing everyone. Forget that it was like the first day of school and I'm seeing old faces and people were drunk and speaking in riddles and who knows what, what anyone meant of anything. But I know what Dave meant. He's someone I absolutely admire. Who is a living comic, working comic, who is on the Mount Rushmore of all time. I don't think that's debatable whether he's your preference or not. He's up there with Pryor and Carlin. He 
he wanted to inspire everyone who I hate to use the word below him, but we're below him. Everyone's below him. He's on top of the mountain, but he wanted to inspire us. He wanted to throw a party for comics. And what I'm trying to tell you all here is this is the lesson. The best in the game is telling us to keep work and keep doing this and go to mic to mic. Didn't necessarily say open mics, but it's like keep slinging these mics, keep going to whatever one, picking up mics and performing and finding your truth. Keep doing that. He's doing that. He's going and finding places and doing an hour, hour and a half, performing on stage with music and still being hilarious with, with these acts, emceeing these acts and just riffing and being in the moment. I've never seen anyone more in the moment and in the pocket of the moment as him. Just hosting a party. It's his fucking party. Was it the level of where is the energy in the room? What is this energy? What energy am I creating in the room? There's lessons in stand-up in that. We've discussed it. People know who you are when you walk on the stage, how you're dressed, how you're carrying yourself. But there's, you can become a better comic in other aspects of, of your life, hosting a party, how you say hello to people, Zoom meetings, Zoom podcasts sitting down and hanging out with your peers. You can learn how to be better at being a presence and controlling an audience and being in tune and in the moment with every little thing that you do in this world. That was a lesson last night. When you get a chance to be feet from a, a master, even if you have number seven vodka soda in your hand, you will be a new fool not to try and, and look and glimpse into the, the ray of light that is coming out of someone who does something at the very highest level and take mental notes. And I did. And the biggest note is that his love of comedy is impeccable and his love of comedians is impeccable. To stare into a sea of faces, most of them he does not know by name, most of them he has not shared a mic with yet. But to sincerely say that this was for us, the level of warmth that he said it, I feel very fortunate that I was able to go. Mad shout out to John Laster, to Liz, to Sherrod, to Will. It was a very fortunate evening. It's great to see a celebration of comedy. As I've said before, we've started this podcast because of my love of comedy, my love of this business that at time can be a cruel bitch but also because sometimes it feels that people don't appreciate us, even within our own industry. And so for a legend, a living legend, to do something like that, and see people running around feeling like they were in a, somewhere between Disneyland, heaven, and the cornfields of, of Iowa and Field of Dreams. 
to see that for a brief moment makes me appreciate this thing and to appreciate life itself. I almost said this thing of ours. We're not in the mafia, but it feels like it at times. And some of us should get whacked. But Also, we should talk about this in this this. Of course, it's going to be a mini episode because that's what we do now, baby. Sometimes you have to let it go. You have to just let it be. I had work to be done, and I apologize for this coming out late. But I'm glad I, that I had an opportunity to go hang out with peers and friends at a very special thing that not everyone could go to. You're going to have some of these opportunities. We're all going to have different levels of quote-unquote success, fame, whatever the fuck it is. You deserve it when these opportunities come to take a night off, to have a long night where you take the next day off and you can't get as much work done, to go and do something. I guess I will say this in a, not in a shy way because I was part of it. Some, some things that are extraordinary. Everyone deserves it. Go have a fun night. Now, don't go there and be a maniac. And as we've discussed, and, you know, phones were locked, but try and get pictures and then go bother all these celebrities or whoever you see there. But be a part of it and, and, and have fun texting people back home so, who are in the civilian life, who you are an avatar for them. You're, they're living vicariously through you. Let them do that. It's okay to, to have to pinch yourself every once in a while and enjoy this and be like, this is insane. I never thought I'd be a part of something like that. Go enjoy that shit every once in a while. Know that the, you still have to shut the fuck up pretty soon after and go to work, which I'm going to the minute I get done recording this. But go out there and enjoy yourself and know you deserve it. Don't be a slime bag. Don't be a networker. But be present, just like the host of this fucking party was. Be present. And learn from it. Learn how valuable your friendships are with these people. And the, that hugging people in the middle of this dance floor while classic hip-hop is blasting. And people are waving arms in the air like it's 93. And liquor is spilling throughout. And the energy was enough to, to keep the electricity going in an old brownstone for months. That you appreciate that in the looks, in the eyes of your friends, the smiles, and bumping into people. And after this 13, 14, 15, 16 months of COVID, you were reminded of what it was to be alive again and to love what you're doing and love the people you're doing this with. And that there's still work to be done after, but it's okay to enjoy this. You will have moments where you can go, you're going to have hookups. A lot of you are going to have friends who are going to accomplish a lot more than you. And I don't say that in a mean way. I'm one of these people. 
and they will take you and you can sit courtside at a Nets game and you can go to a private party or you can end up in a hotel room with train. And a famous actor, but I have wet brain right now. I can't think of it. These are moments that are going to have and appreciate them. Appreciate that it doesn't happen to everyone and appreciate that they're few and far between. And it's okay to have a fan moment. Just be in the moment and enjoy it. Wow, this is pretty cool. I'm just a goddamn working comic and I get to do something special for a couple hours. It's pretty dope, everybody. What is the big statement, though, of this episode? What was the big statement of the party? The comedians are important. And a very important comedian said that to the rest of the rank and file. He was General Patton and we were the fucking troops. And he was getting us ready for the impending war, whether it's through cancel culture or far right nonsense or far left nonsense, political correctness, hate in the streets. The world is silly, full of misinformation. And it is our job to go out there and speak truth or at least our truth and tell our stories and to give lessons to people And to ultimately make people laugh and forget all the crumbling that has been happening around us and the crumbling that will continue to happen around us. That's what the lesson is. Forget the party itself and liquor spilling and women's boobs hanging out while they do some goddamn next level trick that looks like something you would do for an emperor. It was that comedy is important. It's been important. And it's really important now. It's almost like we've been around for centuries. Not not stand-up per se, but there's been comedy. There's been people who have amused people as their occupation. And it's crazy now to look at it, how things have almost flipped. Or maybe it's always been the same. But we were the jesters who were there shaking a stick with a goofy face, apparently. Hey, uh, hey, uh, the court jester performing for the emperors and his people while they ate fucking decadent fruit. I don't know how their fruit was so decadent. It's just grapes, but whatever. And we were the fools. And now... Sometimes it seems like the people running things are the fucking fools and we're the only goddamn ones with sense. We're still (laughs) below them, but we know what the truth is and a lot of people don't and we're the ones getting the truth out. Hey, this is an ad. Don't fast forward. Be over in a second. Are you obsessed with a sports team, a band, or even collecting Chia Pets? Then listen to my new podcast, Rep Your Squad, on Paperhouse Network, where I dive into what drives people crazy. So if you're a 40-year-old man with a stand collection, or a middle-aged woman who loves the Spice Girls, that's cool. 
We Don't Judge here on Rep Your Squad with me, Chris Scopo. See, it's over. As a living legend encouraged a room full of drunks who were starstruck and pinching themselves. Go out there and hit every mic you can. Keep slinging them jokes. Keep opening yourself up. Keep doing the work. There's so much more work to be done. Allow yourself to go out and have a moment. Try and be as transparent as you can. Try to find the energy of the room. Because when you do that, it will help your message and you finding your own truth. It'll make it all easier. It'll be better to convey. Keep going out there and doing this. Keep surrounding yourself with comedians that inspire you. I was in a car ride with John Laster after a weekend of working with John Laster at Gotham. He was a guest on this show. I love him. I'm, I don't think any of you with your ears working could hear that podcast and not know there's a mutual love for each other. But we also don't get to work with each other much. He has been working at the Comedy Cellar, and I have not been at the cellar till recently to be transparent but we both host so we don't work shows there but i got to host at gotham and he closed three shows on a saturday and to watch him and all this wonderful poignant material about blm protests and developing an app out of a response to black lives matter some of the most beautiful material ever. And to see him reshape it a little bit each show. God damn, it reminded me. of. Not only do I love this guy as a person, his act is amazing. And he brought up how back in the days, years ago, pushing a decade, Saturday nights and Fridays as well, I would host at Stand Up New York and he would close. And that magic, and those rooms were packed. And that magic that we had at Gotham, we were doing almost every other weekend at stand-up, and it felt fucking amazing. And it felt amazing this week, and to see him the last couple nights at the cellar, and to hang out with him in route to this event, and at the event. A, he's a wonderful, beautiful friend of mine who I adore, but also it feels special, because we're talking about last week with can you respect friends in this business who aren't funny? Yes. Is it difficult? It can be. John is as good as it gets as a comic. To hang out with him and several other comics last night who are amazing. Surround yourself with the people who inspire you. I was inspired to be better after working with John on Saturday and talking with John and car rides and at tables while eating skewers of fucking vegetables. I'm inspired by a lot of my peers. Surround yourself with people who inspire you. Inspire. Surround yourself with people who spread love and that you give love to and they can accept love. Spread love. These are the pillars of our business. These are the pillars to you in your journey and to success in this journey wherever it goes. Keep working, comedians. Our voice is needed. Your voice is needed to be found, not just for everyone else, for yourself. Celebrate being a comedian with other comedians and comedians that you love. And don't forget how important it is. Don't forget how important it is to have friends in this business that you can trust and have friends that you respect and love that inspire you and make you want to be better 
at this and make you want to talk about their act after when you're hanging out with someone. When you're hanging out with a girl who's really cool and she wants to know about you and you should be asking about her and you just be like, yo, Laster was on fire tonight, huh? Was that fucking amazing? Did that impact you as much as it impacted me? Don't lose sight of that shit because that's what's going to keep you alive in this business. The party never ends. The work never ends. Mad love to Nick Angelo for production. MDMD on music. JSS1 on art. Paper House Network. Silk City Hot Sauce for, for being a wonderful sponsor here. Go to Silk City Hot Sauce. Promo code is commish. You put in promo code commish and they will take 15% off all your selections of the greatest hot sauce from here to eternity. Go get that promo code commish. Help out a wonderful sponsor that helps us out. A sponsor that loves comedy. They would have been spiking everyone's drinks with hot sauce last night. And it would have tasted like a hug. Thank you for dealing with me and my nonsense and these short shows. I think these shows are better this way. You don't need fucking an hour and a half of me repeating the same shit over and over of the passion. But a good 25 minutes. Probably a nice shot to the goddamn system. Please forgive this self-indulgence, but it was not meant to be. I was not trying to um, suck my own pee-pee in this. I am still just a working, stiff, grizzled veteran. But there was lessons in that soiree, and I hope you picked up on them. The magic of seeing that speech. I'm getting misty-eyed anytime I bring it up on this episode. It's pretty fucking cool, man. And you will be a part of things like that. But just appreciate them. Don't appreciate just getting the liquor and hanging out and maybe you're going to go fucking bang someone after. Appreciate that you got to be a part of some magic, of, of some passion, and some appreciation from someone who quite frankly doesn't need to trickle down any love. He doesn't need to, you couldn't be mad if he didn't, and he fucking did. And hundreds of comedians were allowed in to share this love and to seep in the wisdom. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Seep it in, everybody. God damn, I know I have.